Welcome to the very first episode of Games of Divinity. This is a show about the intersection of God, geeks, and gaming. And the nebulous idea for this show is to apply some theological nerddom to the concepts surrounding gaming and to use gaming geekdom to crack into the deeper recesses of the metaphysical. In other words, we're just going to try to cram these three concepts together and see what falls out because we thought that would be fun. And who's we? Who are you listening to today? My name is Corey. I'm going to be one of of your hosts. I am a lifelong gaming nerd and I have devoted my entire adult life to studying the Bible and thinking pretentiously deep thoughts about religion and theology. <laughs> and here's here's James. James, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is James, but most of these guys refer to me as Jim. I've been playing role-playing games since I was about five years old. Uh, my dad was the DM. And like Corey, I spend a lot of my free time either playing various tabletop or card games, video games, or reading my book, uh, Bible or books about the Bible. All right. And, and let's have Taylor introduce yourself. You're kind of a newbie to some Boy. of this stuff. You're the new guy yeah. on the team. I'm, I love listening to you guys. I'll be almost like a listener, a fly on the wall, but I do <laughs> love gaming. I do. I really love board games is my thing. Um, tabletop stuff i like rpgs as well but i have not had the experience these guys have had um uh so i do like gaming my dad's always been a huge game freak just creating up making up games himself throughout my childhood so it was a lot of fun um but i love god the same as these guys do so i uh, i'm involved in my church i play some guitar on the praise team a little bit of drums um i've been a believer for quite a while now so probably since I was around seven years old, but can't put a finger on it. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's another topic we can talk about at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I start going into that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. thanks for having All me. Right, on and Charles is our our number four. What you got, Charles? Who are you? Well, Tell us about uh, yourself. Yeah, I'm Charles, but most of these guys refer to me as Charles. Um, <laughs> I've been playing games. <laughs> I, I've been I've been playing games since I was about fifteen. I actually. Uh, kind of cut my teeth on high fantasy games run by none other than Corey himself. Oh, that's uh, me. Oh, that's you. That's you, girl. <laughs> um, but I now, I am now the storyteller, and I run five <laughs> weekly games of various genres and systems from fantasy to horror. Uh, they're all online. When I'm not doing that and spending time with my family, I enjoy cycling and playing drums both at home and for our church worship team. Nice. Well, um, yeah, when last we met, I was but the learner. Now I am now master. I am the master. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let's talk for a moment about the types of games that we love to play. Now, I noticed that people mentioned a few in there, but I want to go into a little bit more detail about this because i feel like this is uh this is a it's a big part of establishing our cred as gamers because listeners out there will probably gravitate toward one or the other of us based on you know what kinds of games we like to play so taylor's mentioned that he he likes board games so the board gamers in the in the audience are going to be like kind of gravitate toward taylor so but they want to know listeners want to know what board games so and they want to know what you know horror games charles is running online and all that kind of stuff so let's yeah they do let's go around the, the horn here and talk about <laughs> which games like what are our you know what's our 
our wheelhouse. And, you know, in the spirit of gaming, I I, I just happen to have a D4 here that I we had, waste, odds. we had to waste <laughs> wow. 10 minutes of the show off air yeah. for me to get it uh, because I forgot. So anyway, Leaving this totally up to RNG. Yeah, that's right. To RNG Jesus. I'm kidding. That's poor, possibly blasphemous. All right. So um, <laughs> we did like a sound effect, like possibly blasphemous, uh, you know, like that's sacrilegious. I'm on it. I'll find it. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna roll this die and uh here's what so who i've got i've got the numbers written down james is one charles is two taylor's three i'm four okay no actually it's okay anyway i've got it written down you i'm totally gonna roll right here that up. <laughs> i did but I'm, let me let me roll it let's roll with it it's a three that's Ooh. charles on my list Charles. Not on the oh. list I just said out loud, but the list that's in that's in well, the Charles, you, know what, you know what they say: save the best for first. For first. <laughs> All right. Um, so what? I just talk about the games that I play, right? Yeah, that was the idea. Okay. Well, oh, I see it written there. Um, okay. So I I pretty much only play tabletop role playing games. Um, uh, no offense, Taylor. I, I want to like board games, but I find mm-hmm. that most of the time when I'm playing a board game, uh, you know, like, uh, what's the Cthulhu one? The, like, oh, yeah. the Barbie Sorry? That's it. Yeah. Thank you for emasculating <laughs> me right at the top of the show. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, but, it's the, <clears throat> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but these, yeah. like, very story-driven Asylum, board games, uh, I just, I always find myself thinking, I just... I just rather play this as a role playing game and yeah. I just I just get really frustrated with board games. Um I have played some card games here and there. I used to play Netrunner, but I don't play that anymore. Uh so I just I run games online now. I run 5 actually now I lied it's 6 a week now because Good I just night started uh, yeah, well, they're all at night, so... When do you uh, sleep? <laughs> after I run the games. Um, I, I run, let's see, one, two, three Pathfinder games. Two of them are second edition, one is first edition. I run an Alien Solid. game. I run a 13th Age game, which is ultra high fantasy. And then now I run a Walking Dead game. Uh, but... Mm, wow. If Didn't you I, just yeah, kickstart that? I, I did. I have the beta PDF. It's actually kind of a nightmare <laughs> trying to wow. like make it work on a VTT where there's no support for it. It was kind yeah, of a mess. Yeah. Um, but all the all the players are cool with it. So I run mostly fantasy. If you just break my games down, but my real passion is horror, specifically cosmic horror, like Cthulhu. Uh, Alien really scratches that itch for me. Yeah, uh, I can see that. E- even though it's not quite the style of cosmic car that I want, because I prefer the more existential cosmic car. Like nothing, like these inevitable forces that you can't ever stop. It's literally hopeless to try to stop them. You can only kick the can down the road. Uh, those are the things that really get my dice rolling if I may be so blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Cool. All right. Well, let's see. Let me, let me roll the old D four here and see. Oh, it's a three. Charles, you got to go again. All right. Uh, Well, my name's Charles. What I just talked about the games. (laughs) Go again, Charles. And don't start with what you hate first. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, My name's go. Charles, and I hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know these other guys play this, but man, I hate that stuff. I'm Charles, no, okay, and so I hate board games. But well, here's no, what I, I like. I think it's also, it's also important to like. Yeah. We're going to be talking establish. about lots of different games. I sure. have. I just I don't really like board games. I want to like board games. What's the best board game you've played that you're like, yeah, okay, I, I like that. Barbie, sorry. The best. Shut up, Corey. That's <laughs> Candyland. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's best, my favorite. The best board game I've ever played was Pandemic Legacy. Okay. Um, okay. That's and a good one. I I really liked how the game is very stacked against you. Like, mm -hmm. it, like right out of the gate, it's like, you're probably going to lose and lose <laughs> right. really horribly. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. you know, if you lose a round, you get a chance to replay that month. But if you fail that, like that's set in stone, you're putting stickers on the board, you're opening up packs based on decisions that you make. So like, it's a completely different game every yeah. time you play through oh, it's, it's number extent. two right now on on bgg <laughs> on on board game geek see that that makes so. sense and that game i really like i think that i think it's the legacy element that i like well i don't like yeah. risk because i actually almost got into a fight yeah. with a buddy over that game <laughs> because it's a deeply toxic <laughs> unhealthy game yeah exactly you have to fight um, everyone you roll exactly. dice and you fight this the whole time but uh like i flipped the table it was speaking kind of, of dice Corey, don't the, you have one the dice are so fickle in risk. I mean, it's like you feel like like I'm coming at your one guy with like 13 armies. This is over. And it's like the one guy wins. Like, uh, that's the worst. But I, yep. I think I like those legacy aspects. So if I if I had to pick yeah. one to play, it's going to be Pandemic Legacy for sure. Yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah. good. All right, yeah, Jim, I did roll again, and uh, I got I got number one, which is me. Uh, so on the list, it's me. Uh, so I am... I am some, uh, I am like a combination loving tabletop role playing games my whole life. Like it has been like an absolute passion for me, but at the same time, so have video games. So I often find these two things sort of at odds, uh, where, uh, you know, we've, we've had on another podcast where, by go. the way, three of us also do another yeah. podcast called <laughs> the deliberative all about the exalted role playing game. We just even recently had a discussion on there about if you had four friends that wanted to get together online, what would you rather do? Play a good uh, play a good video game with them, mm -hmm. uh, or play a play a, a, a tabletop role playing we're, game? We're not a hashing tabletop. this out again. What, yeah, what we're not going to have that discussion. Yet. Uh, no, there wasn't. I was like oh, okay. video game one hundred percent every yeah. time, you know. Yeah. But if we're we're like if we're all at my house, like. I would want right. to play a tabletop role-playing game every time because I love that in the situation where you're all together. So, uh, so I'm, I'm like equal. I love video games just as much as I love uh, tabletop role-playing games. Like I, I can hold both of those things in sort of like the top gaming spot in my life. Uh, on on the role-playing side, I, it's no secret that my favorite game of all time is Exalted. I, I love Exalted. The third edition of Exalted it, to me is like nearly perfect. Uh, but I also, throughout my life, I've played a lot of other things. Yeah, I've played a lot of D&D. I've played a lot of Pathfinder, first and second edition. Those are great games. And I also uh, loved Earthdawn back in the day and Shadowrun, the old Fossa games. I was Earth a huge Dawn. fan of those. So uh, that's kind of my role-playing pedigree. On the on the video game side, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that's played all of the Elder Scrolls, like, from the, when they first came out, like, Arena, all the way. So I love that, like, the fantasy video games, the single-player games. I played all the Assassin's Creed, all this kind of, you know, like, I love, like, good 
single player adventure. And yet in my adult life, uh, when, when Fortnite came out, I tried to play that with my kids and found myself completely raffle stomped by like seven year olds. And it, that was like a, that was a watershed moment for me because I, you know, as like a 40 year old guy at the time, uh, I had considered myself like a, an actually like good gamer. Like I've played games my whole life. I ought to be good at this and to be completely destroyed by little kids, uh, at a video game. It was like, it was, uh, uh like a life changing experience. And so I, I was like, <laughs> dang it, I'm going to get good at this. And so me and my kids, we, we played the crap out of apex legends during the whole pandemic time and all that kind of stuff. And we actually got good. And so now I'm one of those that like, I love to go into battle royales, especially I love, love Fortnite. I've kind of taken a break on apex. Like it just, we played it too much and it kind of got old, but, uh, we play a lot of Fortnite, played some Warzone. you know, like I love the competitive nature of a lot of these video games. And I love to shoot people in the face in a video game setting. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's, oh, and, and I'm also like a huge fan of the Hoyoverse for those of you out there who love that stuff. I am absolutely completely in love with Honkai Star Rail right now. And that has like rekindled my love for Genshin Impact. And so I've been playing the crap out of that. I mean, just to let you know, I played enough one day, uh, two days ago, I think it was two days ago. I played enough in one day that I got to do 30 pulls on star rail and 20 pulls on Genshin impact just from playing the game. Like that's how insane, uh, I was, uh, am when I get really into this kind of stuff. So anyway, that's me video games and RPGs. And now let's roll this thing. We only have a couple left, so it's going to be hard to roll a D four and get something other than the two numbers. We've well, already one of us can be odds and the other can be even. Hey, See, Corey, this is a yeah. Jim gets it because he plays role playing games and he's not well, wasting just, his time playing video games. I just <laughs> rolled Jim, so it's Jim's turn. What do you got? Okay, so I I've I've been playing a tabletop role playing game since you know I was a kid. Uh, so a lot of the games that I've played are uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, starting with the 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 Red Box set. Mm. Um, AD and D. I've played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the role-playing game, Vampire. You know, uh, all over the map. If I like something, I'm interested in it, and I see that there's a role-playing game um, designed for it. I usually pick it up. Uh, superhero mm-hmm. role-playing games, everything. I also like to play video games, but I'm not into the shooter-style games because one, I'm just not really that good. Uh, at shooter style i'm more of a uh arc seven days to die kind of person like you uh, love that survival stuff the survival stuff like gathering stuff building stuff uh playing cooperatively it's it's fun i also like stuff like uh the bethsaida stuff um um skyrim fallout uh i i like those i like the story driven stuff assassin's creed um i like playing mm-hmm. through the stories i don't not so much shooters and um also i i do enjoy playing board games um i've really gotten into i just picked up the uh, masters of the universe uh board game <laughs> and the reason is is because it combines a board game with miniatures that you can paint because i've recently got into 3d printing miniatures and painting miniatures um 
I don't really play Warhammer, but I play games like Warhammer, but I don't like to play these big, massive scale where it's two hours per person to take a turn. Mm -hmm. I'm more into the smaller skirmish stuff. Like you have like two tactical teams that go against each other. And that also is why I like games like XCOM where it's turn-based strategy or the old Baldur's Gate or um, the Pool of the Radiance, Curse of Azure Bonds, the, the, those old D&D where it's turn-based because it feels mm-hmm. kind of like a role-playing game where everyone takes a turn and it isn't all about like just speed and reaction time. It's like, let me plan out my moves and place my people where I need them. So that's the kind of stuff I like. Um, Very cool. Well, let me see. I'm going to take like 10 minutes to try to get a four to roll on this thing so we can let Taylor go. No, just, just go ahead. <laughs> three, three, two, three, one. Why did we come up with this idea? On, on yeah. the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, like I said, my, my dad always, he loves he loves games. Um, he's a, I don't want to say like a gamer because... People will think, oh, man, okay, he, he plays video games and does all that. Not really, but he'll, he just loves any game. So we used to um, go to, like, this cottage school thing. I don't know what you want to call it, but we would go to school twice a week, be at home, be doing homework. And my dad, um, <laughs> he'd say, hey, guys, come play some Battlefront with me. Come. And we're like, dad, we're stuck. We're, like, doing homework. <laughs> He's like, no, come on. Come on, just take a break. Just take a lunch break. So we would all be down there and just... So um, we loved playing. I loved playing Battlefront. I have fond memories of Battlefront 2. That is such a um, good game. Yeah, Battlefront yeah, 2. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. It was great. So um, Darth Maul. Yeah, anyway. So <laughs> so uh, I like that. Now, like you're talking Assassin's original Creed. Xbox Battlefront, not this yes. new this new Yeah, mess. right. Yeah, okay. This, this crap. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Yeah, the good um, stuff. Yes. So uh, we played that. Um, I like Assassin's nice. Creed. But like I said, I'm a board game guy. Um. I, what's interesting is I used to not, uh, I move a lot. <laughs> I used to not have enough like patience to sit down and play. And mm-hmm. then we played one time with my wife's family. Um, they're big board game people. Um, I'm the crazy one to them now because I'm even crazier, but, uh, we played dominion. And I think that's, if you oh, guys know what dominion game. is, yes, um, I love that game. Yeah. It's uh deck building. And so, and, and, and you, um, our drafting cards. So yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. That kind of got me hooked. And then I played another deck building game, DC deck building game, um, with, uh, the DC characters. Oh, I've seen that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's a, that's a blast. So, uh, that, that one really, I love, um, I love, what are some other things I like? I like wingspan, like the new one that came out. That's okay. Uh, pandemic Iberia. Um, there's a pandemic version, but they, they have so many pandemic, uh, games out now, but um, one of them that my wife and I play a lot is Iberia, Pandemic Iberia. It's a good one, and it's probably ranked the second right under the Legacy. Um, and then Seven Wonders, if you guys have heard of that, I love mm-hmm. Seven Wonders. Um, I got some, you know, I, I just like a lot of different games, deck building, engine building, cooperative, strategy, abstract stuff, some Euro what games. What about the all-powerful Gloomhaven? Are you into Gloomhaven. that? Gloomhaven. Yes, I've that has been on my list to buy for a very, <laughs> very long time. But I'm kind of it's a little daunting for me. I would have to play with someone else. I like unless it's more cut and dry. 
Are you not really at the point where you hate your free time enough to just sit down and actually play Gloomhaven? Yeah, no, no. Says the guy running six RPGs. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Well, when Charles was describing Pandemic Legacy as, like, this game that, like, doesn't want you to to succeed or something like that, I was like, that sounds like Gloomhaven to me. Uh, Yes, yeah. I like games like that where you don't, you're not necessarily, it's challenging. I don't, I it's challenging. I tell you what, yeah, especially maybe it was only because I was playing it with like a 15 year old and a 13 year old, and I and uh, I mean we we got through like the first mission, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I like that. I need to play it. Gloomhaven. Yeah, or Jaws. Jaws of the Line is a shorter version. That's yeah. the one I really want. We, we yeah. got through the first mission of that one as well, and that was about it. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's like all right so that's how you play now we're throwing you to the wolves like yeah. oh, what the heck man like i thought it's gonna be a gentle increase in difficulty that's what awesome. the heck is this just drop you off a cliff and it's like well wait a minute maybe we can turn the difficulty down i hear it has a level zero like that was level zero it literally doesn't get easier than this this is there as easy like, as it will ever be there's, there are gloomhaven fans out there that are like you know they're checking off like some sort of like mental checklist they're oh this guy's an idiot gotcha yeah (laughs) so um (laughs) now from a from a theological standpoint i was going to have us all kind of introduce yourself from a theological standpoint but we kind of been taking a lot of time anyway so let me just say i think i think all of us here would resonate with the terms protestant baptist and probably reformed like those three words are um are very resonant with us. Now we all have different backgrounds. I know Taylor comes from like a Presbyterian background. Uh, I've kind of been a Baptist my whole life, (laughs) but I've also been to Methodist churches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But I think, I think a lot of us, we we have kind of a similar story. So we're in that branch of like, uh, you know, Protestant Christianity, uh, like the reformed tradition. So, uh, we just don't baptize babies. Sorry. Sorry, guys. The, the, as soon as I find it in the Bible, we'll do it. But anyway, um, <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe we could talk about some of that someday. I don't mean to, to poke fun at our, our brothers out there in the uh, Pado circles, but, uh, but yeah, where is it, man? Where is it? But anyway, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into more of some of the, those kind of distinctives, uh, as we go, but we want to, we want to, turn our attention for a moment this this week on this first episode to a question of i I think i think it's a very very foundational fundamental question for christians who are wanting to game because in a lot of these games that you play uh like especially if you're into fantasy role playing and that kind of stuff there are some there are some frankly anti-biblical anti-truth uh, sort of concepts that are a part of these games and sometimes Christians can feel conflicted when they play some of this stuff like like Charles was mentioning a while ago like this uh, this inscrutable cosmic horror type thing right where the dark forces are going to win and it's bleak and yeah. there is no hope and I, I was thinking as he was describing that like well there's like literally nothing as opposed to the story of the Bible than that yeah. You know, because, uh, you, you know, God is all powerful. He's going to win. And uh, we believe that as Christians. And yet we do like to put ourselves in these situations where we play games like this. Uh, I like that stuff, too. I like to, you know, like, the, 
you know, Hellboy. You know, it's, I, I always think about that when I think about Cthulhu type stuff. You know, like oh, yeah, we like those sorts of things. You know, like it's it's fun to imagine that, but can you imagine that without like somehow participating in the sinfulness of it or the untruthfulness of it or whatever? You know, these are questions that every Christian wrestles with at some point. Like Dungeons and Dragons has a pantheon of gods, you know, and your character can be a cleric or a paladin of one of those gods. Like they lit- they demonstrably exist in the world. Like when the, when the, mm-hmm. when the cleric of, you know, uh, Saren Ray, I'm talking Pathfinder now, but when, when the cleric of Saren Ray ca- like prays and casts a spell, like a being Saren Ray answers and like provides power for it. Right. So like the, the gods demonstrably exist. In well, these and various... you can like entreaty with demons and devils and like, oh, yeah, there's that stuff that too. Like the satanic stuff. panic of like the eighties with Dungeons and Dragons, where like the company was literally owned <laughs> well, by but that witches. Was, that was different though, because the, the problem with that was you had like a group of kids that were doing, I, I think they were doing like psychotropic drugs and they were yeah. hallucinating and then like killed someone and so they're yeah, like well, oh my goodness allegedly. this is like brainwashing our children and it's like sure math <laughs> math yeah. <is>? so you <laughs> yeah i mean the, you know when you watch movies like uh was it mazes and monsters with tom oh, hanks gosh yeah it, it's just like the the it's representation painful. of the it, it, it's very it, this is like this is not the way people it's, play it's this painfully game. ignorant <laughs> is what it, yeah, is. it is although it's considering how little exposure the average household had at the it's time, almost like hollywood making a christian movie yeah it's like yeah yeah where you're like oh cringe cringe yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah, Wait, are so- you telling me that the ridley scott masterpiece noah starring russell crowe is not biblically accurate <laughs> i'm gonna need you to shut your mouth about okay, that right. movie <laughs> because i'm gonna tell you what that russell crowe ridley scott noah movie is my absolute favorite Bible-based movie of all time. Wait, even better than Exodus, Gods and Men? (laughs) I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I like it better than I like Prince of Egypt. And I like Prince of Egypt. Yes. I you're love that. I my love mind that movie. right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, maybe this is a better topic for another episode. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> but there are reasons why I like that Noah movie okay. a lot. We, it really we, has we to do with the watchers. To, we should come back to this in another. Episode. I, I was going to say, should. I think the uh, Noah movie is a case where the book was better than the uh, than the movie. <laughs> Which book? It was a Tom Clancy book, right? <laughs> I'm talking about the book. Yeah. Yeah. So so back to the topic of like, the, you know, there are some of these things that are just like, they're downright like, okay, so the Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. Okay. That's King James, right? But, you know, like put a witch to death. And yet we have this whole... We have this whole Harry Potter craze where they're like, they're teaching us yeah. how to be witches and wizards. And like, you know, look, these, my kids, they've been learning spells from watching these movies and reading these books. Tell them how you make something float, kid. And it's like, we can call him Leviosa. And like, no, it's Leviosa. It's Leviosa, you know? yeah. <laughs> but again, me liking the movie A Walk in the Clouds is problematic. I just, I'm throwing that out there just to juxtapose. You, you mean the prequel to John Wick? You're talking about the prequel to John Wick? Shut anyway. up. <laughs> i'm gonna watch but, uh, it now as like a prequel to john wick i'll, I'll get yeah. back to you on how it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh so anyway yeah so th- i mean these things like how do you 
how do you put these things together? Like, how do you both hold that the Bible is true and that witchcraft is evil and, 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 um, you know, other gods, like, like a polytheistic worldview is both wrongheaded and worshiping demons. Like these are things that we, that we know to be true from our Christian convictions from reading the scripture. And yet we go, we like, we take our kids with us, you know, like, come on kids, let's play some Pathfinder. Here are the gods you can pick from. Like, you know, it, it, it does seem like if you, if you had no knowledge of this stuff as like, just like, let's say like a 70 year old, you know, sit in the pews, you know, just, a, just a, a Christian who, you know, maybe served in world war two. I know he wouldn't be 70, but you know, like one of these like old hat, like builder generation guys, you know, that they hear about, you know, Oh, well the new pastor of our church, he and his friend or he and his children play this game where they worship other deities and talk about mm. powers that exist in the darkness between the stars that are going to <laughs> destroy us all in a realm of hopelessness, you know? And, and it's like, how do you mesh these things? Like, how can you, with good conscience, 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 how can you, with good conscience, play games like this as well, a Christian? I, I, I think that in um, in Colossians we see uh, it says that Jesus put the rulers and authorities to to open shame by triumphing over them. So they're in essence dead now or at least close like we do we we know that you know the devil prowls around like a roaring lion but right. you, you know there's less power to it now and mm -hmm. i think if you had people gathering around to play these types of you know if you had had these games and and you took them to be like some very um elementary form in in greek uh in, in paul's time say uh right. or before in jesus's time it would right. have very different meaning because they weren't put to open shame quite yet they weren't christ hadn't risen so like they were still very much present in a very real way but now because we're in a, a new age uh th that was the age to i don't know we can talk about that later possibly but right. um we're, we're we're in a different time in um in christendom we are now in you know christendom so i i think that has something to do with it as well um and that's that maybe is a something we lose phenomenal track of. point. I, yeah. I mean, you, you make, I mean, I didn't expect somebody to just knock it out of the park right at the beginning of the discussion, but I really think that you did. <laughs> just like, All right, we're done. <laughs> yeah, this was, a, wow, this was a quick one. All right, good. No, but I really think that you did just like completely knock it out of the park because this was the idea of Halloween as well. You know, like mm -hmm. dress your children up like the defeated enemy in a, like a mockery of them. Right. Now, there are some right. Christians out there that are like, ah! my goodness halloween's the devil's birthday and people are going out there and celebrating them i mean what the heck is this you know and uh, we don't want that we won't have a harvest festival at our church not a halloween festival you know and and, and they still like, dress up yeah still dress up for your harvest <laughs> just don't dress up like a demon okay but yeah the idea was it was because these powers were were defeated and put to open shame like taylor said so brilliantly that we we dress our children up as them to show like we have no fear of you like right. you like our like i my kid is dressed like you and i and like and we laugh you know mm -hmm. and that is such a that's such a well here we go we're gonna like tip a little hat tip the hand here that's such a post-millennial concept of like <laughs> the the uh the, the the forces of evil are defeated. Christ is reigning, and like you know, yeah, we, we're it's, making. It's almost fun legendary. Of it. Yeah, it's almost, and it's and it's cool too. It's almost like we can make um, 
there's there's a sense of wonder about it now because it's so far removed. It's not like yeah. in and it's kind of like wow, let's let's paint it with a a, a Christian brush now. <laughs> let's and, yeah. and some of them of course aren't even Christianized. Of course, most of these things aren't. Um, right. But you know there is this wonder it's like oh well we're gonna and these gods were way worse these you know i say gods but these demons these authorities these rulers were way worse back in the day you know like we have no idea how bad they were and they're just they're on my screen now and i'm interacting with them and it's like oh he's bad and they but they still are painted in a bad light it's not like they're i think it's dangerous when you start making the evil the good and the good the evil and that may be part of the issue too in some of these things but right right yeah like like harry potter for for instance i think harry potter it does make in this this is where i do i myself wrestle with this because we just i me and my wife we read the harry potter the whole thing um Mm -hmm. one through seven right and Mm -hmm. we loved it we love she's a potter head and she does the whole thing but well, I walked into book, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but she, um, we walked into Books a Million, mm. and there is in the front when you first walk in, like a witchcraft, whole witchcraft. Uh, what do you call it? Like um, display. Like display. Age. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And and it's all there, and it's uh, you know, it's that is I think evil. It's like it has spell books it has how to be a witch it has you know young witches it has stories that then this is like i think harry potter for for the most part paved the way for things like this to be acceptable and yeah um so that's like it's like man we love harry potter but then it, it does these it has these effects when the unbelievers get their hands on it you know or yeah um, i don't know there's something to that and i'm just going all over the place now well, I mean, in, in the, you know, I mean, to be fair uh, to the foolishness of unbelievers, I mean, they will take anything and run with yeah. it to destruction, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they'll, they'll take the Bible and run with it to destruction. I mean, just look at, yeah. you know, North Point Church. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. We just yeah. lost 70% of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and, and I've always kind of... Um, you know, I, I really like your idea about the the fact that these these powers are put to open shame, and that, and therefore, like now we we you know, we play around with them as if it's just like a joke or it's just fun or or whatever. You know, I've always just looked at it too. It's just like <clears throat> it's a it's a fun it's a fun mythology. It's a fun fantasy. You know, uh, if you try to if you try to to make like a role playing game about uh like christian soldiers marching to war or something like that i mean even even like the in the in the bible a lot of the conflicts are like god says you you i don't want you to get the glory for this so i'm gonna do it all myself right Right. and um the reality is that just wouldn't make a really great role-playing game uh for you know like sitting around and it's like okay it's your turn what do you want to do i want to pray and let the lord win this battle for me you know i mean (laughs) that's what we do in real life that's absolutely what we do in real life but when we're telling these stories you know we want to have heroes i mean i guess there's like the question of well should we want to have heroes should we want you know like uh people other than god to get glory for things or you know whatever i think it's i mean i personally i can't point to a place in the bible that gives us like complete authority to just do that well just do this just just go have fun with this but like i see it as completely removed from reality in in the realm of fantasy even something like star trek uh you know star wars these like these these sci-fi things 
that maybe they don't have uh, pagan gods as a part of the setting, but they have this pagan notion at the very foundation of the setting that, you know, life evolved from random chance processes in, on multiple planets throughout the universe. And that's why all these aliens look different, at least in the forehead. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, like, like th that idea is a, is a very non-Christian, non-biblical idea. It's, it's an idea I hate in reality. Like, I absolutely hate it. I think that it is ultra-destructive and it destroys the faith of people. It, it leads to foolishness. You're chasing the wrong dog. You know, like, like even as a scientist, I think that pursuing the evolutionary uh, myth that has been created, mm -hmm. this evolutionary lie, will actually lead you to do bad science because it, ultimately it's not true. And right. so you're, you're basing even science on the wrong foot. Like you're starting on the wrong foot. And yeah, so yeah, like, the entire I, method is, is flawed because it's like, let's devise a system absent from God. Yeah. So, and, and if God created the world, then, then your system is stupid right from the beginning. You exactly. Know? There, there's a presuppositional, uh, like decision that needs to be made. And if you make the wrong one, everything you do after that's going to be flawed. Well, evolution is just the deification of time. It's like it's the deification has, of time. Yes. Yeah. Time yeah. has the ability to make anything yeah. happen. Right. Right. And so and, I, uh, think, I think we go. Yeah. I think we so go back to like storytelling in general. Like I, I think the debate uh, a while back was should Christians even participate in fiction? And yeah. I think it was the uh, Robinson Crusoe story Robinson was Crusoe's like, the, yeah, and we were like, well, there's enough Christian elements where this is. Okay. No, they actually thought it was a biography. Yeah. When yeah. it was first published, they thought it was a biography. They did not know that it was fictional. And so they published it and it was like, oh, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Someone and, made and, a good, entertaining fiction story. Which Pilgrim's is... Progress kind of like paved the way for that as well, because P Pilgrim's Progress was so... Um, it was it was such a good allegory of the the Christian Experience. journey, yeah. yeah. That that they thought that it was valuable to publish it, but it was fictional. Like the 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 adventure was fictional, and it kind of paved the way. And then when Robinson Crusoe comes in, and it was like it sounded like a missionary biography, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they find out later that it's a that it was fiction. And then it was like, well, but it was still, it was still worthwhile. Like it was worthwhile. Yeah. And so that's kind of how this gets, gets started. Like the whole idea so, of fiction and, and role playing is essentially storytelling on a, on a small level, like with a, right. with a handful of actors. And for the most part, the vast majority of the games, <laughs> it's a conflict of good and evil. And everyone yeah. is rooting for good to triumph <laughs> over evil. Right. So, Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's also um, if you look at scripture, the Bible, especially Old Testament there. And a lot of people, uh, it's sad today. They're not as familiar with the Old Testament, but um, just go back and read those stories. Like God is the great storyteller. They're right. incredible stories. Good. Uh, God will always get the glory. Why? Because evil is crushed and he mm -hmm. is glorified because he is light. He is the ultimate goodness. Right. So I, I think we're just we are made in his image, whether you believe it or not, you know, and we right. are always going to want a good story and a good. Hey, you know, there's a guy. His name is Douglas Wilson um, for anyone that knows him. He's great. Great guy. Oh, tip in your hand yeah. a little bit. there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says the whole the whole uh, story of the Bible 
is um, I'm, I'm gonna botch this, but he I mean he just says it's basically you know um, uh, he's God basically saves the girl uh, essentially right yeah, from the, the from the right, evil yeah, yeah it's like the simplest form of it is the old story where it's there's the there's the girl you go and and you save the girl essentially right like from the, right. from the evil from from the evil one so that's that's a story that's what we always go back to too you know yeah the damsel in distress right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but while that can all be true the question of should we then put a polytheistic uh, system, you know, into our role-playing game? Uh, I think that still sits on the table. Uh, that question, even even knowing that, yes, God is the great storyteller and we are imitating him, this good versus evil thing. Um, here, But here's, here's an interesting thing, okay? This happened when I was in seminary. Uh, we were going to play a game of D&D. And I was trying to get some people together to play... And this one guy who, you know, he and I were good friends. Uh, he, he, he liked all of this weird geeky stuff. He was unsure about playing a role-playing game because of all of these issues that we're talking about. And he was like, I'll play in your game, but only if I can be a paladin of Yahweh. <laughs> I remember and you I, telling me about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Jason, I feel like. I like, I understand why you want to do this, but mm -hmm. I actually feel like that brings dishonor upon God. Yeah, I would agree to with that. To put him in the same universe with these other gods that, sh that share power, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, like, first of all, I don't ever want to put words in God's mouth, period. Like, right. I never want to say, so if we were playing a role-playing game and God was an act, like the real God is, a, is like a character, or, or even just the god of the system. And you can have things like paladins and clerics of the, the, the one true god. Like, does in, during, during the game, does your character ever commune with this deity? Does, does the deity have a script? Is, is the scripture that you have only the Bible? Or is there other things? You know, like, you come up with all these questions. I would rather just take one step away and go, this is a completely separate and fictional universe. We know right. that the real God exists. We, we obey everything that he says. In this fictional universe, we've come up with something completely different. If it's sci-fi, we say that, you know, yeah, evolution or whatever produced all these different aliens and all these different worlds. And that's what makes it fun, taking your starship and going to these different places where like a yeah. weird funky alien is like i don't believe that if you took a starship from the earth to some planet out there that you would find a weird funky alien i don't believe in extraterrestrial aliens i just don't i think that it would it would be really stupid to have extraterrestrial aliens when the whole story of creation takes place here on the earth like the the mm -hmm. all the heavens grown in uh, the fall of man here on the earth and so like i i find the idea of extraterrestrial aliens to be something that is not compatible really with the bible so i don't believe in them but i love a story about them you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so and I'm just you seeing almost it as put like it in, into a little bit of shame when you're like I'm adopting this worldview and putting it in my fictional game. Yeah, because yeah, it, I it, don't it, believe it. You it know drags I mean? it down to that level. Like the yeah. truth is too pure and too good yeah. to be included in this silly story that we're telling. This yeah. silly story is for entertainment. This perfect story is not for entertainment. It is for edification and it is for knowing and loving the truth. Right. And so I, I see, I see making that split between truth and entertainment as being an important split that always kind of needs to happen. I mean, right. it's sort of the reason why I don't watch, I don't watch the chosen 
Because if yeah, Jesus says it. even one line that is different from something that he said in the Gospels, I have a problem with that. Veggie Tales too. We all only watch Veggie Tales. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have that problem. But no. uh, I, that's an interesting conversation. Maybe Jesus for is the too. cucumber, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. His name is Larry. Yeah. I, I agree too with with what you're you're saying, Corey. Because we also there's a sense of wonder with God's creation, and in the ocean, I think it's like something like ten percent of the ocean. We've we we don't know what is there. There's like right. wonder. It's, you know, we're always trying to find things and we're always, and there is a Psalm uh, or no a proverb. It's like, it's the, the glory of Kings to uncover the hidden, you know, the, the hidden things yeah. of God. So, and it's like this wondrous thing to be finding things. And then we, again, just imitate our creator when we create our own worlds. It's like, let's, mm-hmm. let's create something really wondrous and, and cool. And, you know, and um, we're going to bring in dragons. We're going to bring in, you know, whatever it may be, aliens, uh, different worlds. I think we're just, again, imitating our God and what he's done in his world. He's right. created his own world. And um, I, I don't see anything. I get what you're saying. Like why bring the God of the universe into your puny game? Right. There's a little bit of Gnosticism in what maybe your buddy was doing. Like, Hey spirit, you know, spirit good. I'll bring in my guy. And like, you know, I don't want to be a part of um, maybe the, the physical, or I don't, I don't know. What's the Gnostic uh, idea there. The spiritual is good. Yeah, spiritual good, physical's evil. Right, and just I mean, even guys like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien didn't like reference the the true God, but they had they pointed in that direction with some of their stories, Mm -hmm. like Iluvatar. I I can see Jesus in Aslan, you know, and, and I'm getting that, but he doesn't outright call him Jesus in like yeah, have you, the exa- you know and he would never have prayed to Aslan right right yeah like well I, I I like the way Aslan fits in as a Christ character I'm gonna start using Aslan as a name for Jesus like no 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 you know right, right. or or Luvatar and the Lord of the Rings I mean like singing the world into existence of course I think Aslan also sang the world into existence uh, so like that was like a really cool all of those are like cool ideas but you know they it's not a replacement and it's not god in that system it's just something that looks like god uh Mm -hmm. you know like lewis always said about the chronicles of narnia he wanted to write stories that uh children would like would memorize and and just really be familiar with and then when they grew up and they encountered christianity it would be like like a familiar friend i mean i think some of the best stories we've ever read or written are those that echo god's story but it's Absolutely. not exact. like even something like the matrix there's yeah. a lot of you know messianic kind of uh and you have a judas character you have like a mm-hmm. lot of elements that are in the bible and you watch this show and you're like did these guys read the bible before they wrote this they had to <laughs> they had to i mean i don't know if they ever meant it to be quite as you know, allegorical or whatever, as it turned out. But I mean, like, you know, the city where the people that are freed from the right. slavery. Or Zion, the city is Zion. Zion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so like they, they Maybe had that's to. why that that movie was so good and the latest one was so terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, they've lost the, they, I mean, they've lost they the lost train. They lost the magic. Of, yeah, they, they've <laughs> lost the truth. Uh, those, yeah. and I don't know if they, I don't think they ever had it, but I think that they were, they were definitely leveraging it in the beginning. Oh yeah, and then now their activism or whatever keeps them from even desiring to echo the truth. You know, the closer you get to the the truth, the the more I guess usually success you'll see. I mean, that's why it's like go woke, go broke, 
kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Because it resonates. The truth resonates with, with the yeah. image of God in right. me. Yeah. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. And I was I was gonna say if you're if you're just gonna go like just go all the way to the if you have the extreme of uh, if you take his logic, your old friend's logic, and say, you know what, I'd like to be a paladin of Yahweh. Um, you know, it's like, okay, can we can we create a story like um, Lewis did, and um, or essentially what you end up with on the all the way to the other side is like, don't write anything other than the Bible. Like you just have to mm. copy the Bible down. You know, like right. the, uh, that is the far extreme. If you're going to keep going that way, um, it's not that bad, actually. Though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we need. No, but yeah. Anyway, I just find surprisingly that not that bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we need. Uh, one thing that I said about that, you know, that guy was like, so I'm like, you know, you even put me as a, as a game, as a dungeon master in a bind when you do something like this, because if you, if you pray, you know, if, if, you, if your character prays to Yahweh and like, you know, asks him to win this battle for his glory or whatever, and says, you know, your name is on the line here, you know, rescue, rescue your people for your namesake. Like as a, as a dungeon master, do I like it just essentially have to let you win this battle? <laughs> yeah. like, this is, this is problematic on so he, he many loses levels. And it's, he, he, yeah. he would, he would die and be like, well, it was all glory to God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's with the yeah. he's with the Lord now. He's with Yahweh. <laughs> oh, uh, Chuck, you got any uh, any anything you want to weigh in on here? <laughs> I mean, I'll be we... honest, y'all. You guys covered it uh, pretty comprehensively. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't really disagree with anything that was said. Um, actually, to the contrary, in the beginning, I was like, man, I really I really don't know how I would answer this if Christians should play games or not. And like uh, Jim even touched on, should Christians even engage in fiction because i found myself thinking well like where if you put the line there where's the next line and then where's the next mm -hmm. line and then yeah i even found myself thinking well man like if if the apostle paul just like showed up here today he probably would say you shouldn't do any of this but then again what does taylor do he's like well you know back then all of this would have been probably like so you guys <laughs> basically covered all of my own thoughts i just got to sit here and be like Oh yeah. I mean, I really felt like a, a listener through that section, but it was, it was great. It was great. So the WWJD thing, you think Jesus would, would sit down and play, play a game of exalted with us? <laughs> <laughs> he does we'll every time. time we play. <laughs> <laughs> he said he would never leave us. Hey, nor he for said, where two or more are gathered rolling D10s. <laughs> Why does Jesus speak with a lisp at all? I, I really don't like that that voice. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Okay. Well, that's fun. And and hey, what about you guys out there? So I know this is the first episode of a show. We're likely not to have very many people listening to this, but I, but if there are those who have picked up on this show, you hear us talking about this, and you're like, man, that's a good question. You know, I've always struggled with this, or or this is something that here's how I have settled it in my own mind you know we think of it like this or whatever you want to add to this discussion uh go ahead and write into us we actually have a, a an email you can send your comments to and that is games of divinity podcast at gmail.com if you want to send in a letter we will we will read your your message uh on the show and talk about it and also like we do on our other show the deliberative that we host 
uh, that Charles and Jim and I host, I, we always say, if you want to send in a recording of yourself talking about giving your opinion or asking a question or whatever, we will actually put the audio of you asking that question or making that comment yeah, on the will. show so that it becomes like a discussion. Then you get to join in the discussion and we'll, and we'll even really give you the same salary that we get. <laughs> that's right you'll, you'll get to make the big podcasting bucks so uh anyway so send those comments send those questions whatever to games of divinity podcast at gmail.com and uh so and give us some suggestions also about other topics you'd like us to cover it seems like just from our discussion this morning that we have lots of things that we yeah. could get into yeah. so yes, uh that's that's kind of fun we'll see or, where or if this you think there next. was a, a portion of this that we kind of glossed over or you want us to dive a little into uh you know like hey when you said that part you know you kind of just smoothed over that but can you dive into that a little deeper we can do yeah. that for you absolutely absolutely all right, well, thanks for joining us on this divine journey through the world of games and geek culture. And until next time, keep playing and keep praying. One second. Okay, cut, cut the tape here. One, no, don't cut the tape. Don't stop recording. I'm just going to get something real quick. I forgot that we were gonna roll dice to see who goes first. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about stuff, so I did I not bring a D4. Oh, I got a freaking chicken laying an egg, and my dog's losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is pretty typical, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim, like, Jim lives like that, in a farm somewhere. Why that, does your dog <laughs> care? That's what I've okay, never so understood. The dog has very sensitive ears, and the chickens cluck really loud when they're laying <laughs> eggs. So he just starts howling. Wait, is he, that true, or can it hear the cloaca opening and sh and just rocketing the egg out? <laughs> oh, he's a hound gentle dog. sound of a cloaca. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a hound Dilating dog, so he, to yeah. full. He we, we gotta we gotta take a magnet to that section of the tape right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you, on your soundboard, do you have something for cloaca dilation? I do. <laughs> I found it on niche soundboardsounds.org because I mean, they, they're really they're just about the mission. It's not about profit. They're just that's about right. getting those sounds out to the public. <laughs> All right, we should totally well, put this conversation after we'll the credits. Put it at the end. We'll put the, the cloaca, the cloaca dilation sound effect. We'll put it at the end, like after the credits. No, I'm talking about right. the whole conversation. Oh, oh gosh, dude. <laughs> I almost died right there. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. All right. Collect yourself. Here we go. <clears throat>